You are listening to episode 17 of the EU Startups Podcast, today with Ecosia founder Christian Koll, who runs Europe's leading search engine and together with his team planted 130 million trees. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the EU Startups Podcast. I hope you are well and enjoying the summer. We're now back in full swing regarding the EU Startups Podcast, and you can expect new episodes in a 14-day rhythm. By the way, if you are interested in reaching about 3,000 podcast listeners per episode or our more than 350,000 monthly EU Startups readers with your promotional message, please make sure to check out our advertising page on eustartups.com and we're happy to send you our rate card. And now, without further ado, let's jump right into the interview. For today's episode of the EU Startups Podcast, I'm excited to welcome Christian Kroll, the founder and CEO of Ecosia, the Berlin-based search engine company, which uses a big part of its revenues to plant trees. More than 130 million trees have already been planted since its inception. Congratulations for that, Christian, and welcome to the EU Startups Podcast. Thank you, and thank you for having me. So let's start at the very beginning. Um, can you tell our listeners what inspired you to create Ecosia back in the days? Yeah, so I basically started um, the company after a longer trip around the world. So when I finished my studies, I studied business administration. I felt like I wanted to do have a meaningful impact on the planet uh, or on yeah, just do something good, basically. Uh, but I didn't not really know what. Um, so I decided that I would travel for a while. I actually spent one and a half years um, living most of the time in Nepal, uh, one of the mm -hmm. poorest countries uh, in the world, and then also in, in Latin America. And during those times, I basically realized how many people in the world don't have the same opportunities as I do and people that are really struggling. And so I always knew that intellectually, but if you're living in a country that's something different, then you really start feeling it. Mm -hmm. So that global unfairness for me really started becoming uh, a big, big topic. And then the other big topic was, especially in Latin America, uh, the destruction of our ecosystems, especially of our forests. So huge areas of rainforest being cut down. For me, that just felt terrible. Then you have those green deserts uh, of soy, uh, soy fields or yeah, even just completely degraded land. And that was really painful. So I really started caring about ecosystems. And at the same time, I also found out about climate change. And I thought, oh, this is a big existential threat. Why is nobody worried about this? And mm -hmm. yeah, I, I basically already 2007 realized that this would be a big, big issue for the coming decades. And I wanted to do something about it. And during my studies, I already had a small website uh, running that was uh, basically comparing different financial services. Mm -hmm. And I was earning a little bit of in income with that, but most of the money that I earned, I actually paid Google for advertisements. So I had advertisements running for my site. So I realized that Google is a really clever business model. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I basically wanted to use that business model so that I can achieve the goal that I wanted to have. So basically to help people 
help solve climate change uh, and help protect the planet's biodiversity. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this is how a search engine that plants trees basically uh, got started. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. And I read that you never raised like a substantial amount of funding. Um, how did you manage to, to, um, to, to generate growth for the website and to slowly build your team um, without any um, venture capital in the back? Yeah, so that I think bootstrapping was the was the answer at least for me. So I I didn't want to um, yeah uh, give away shares of the company to people who don't who are not exactly aligned with our mission and um, kind of exit driven or financially driven investors wouldn't wouldn't have been an option for me. And that's why I basically then decided, okay, then uh, we really have to bootstrap this. And for I think two, three, or even four years. Uh, I wasn't really taking a salary out of the company. Uh, many of the people who participated in the project also didn't get a real salary. They got a little bit of money, but not really mm -hmm. the fair salary. And this is how we managed to survive basically the first few years. And then mm -hmm. we reached a point where um, we had, through word of mouth mostly, um, had enough users so that the business was actually sustainable, so that mm -hmm. we generated enough money to pay people's salaries and then also still have money left over for tree planting. But in the first years, that was difficult. But after that point, we, yeah, we were then able to really make even more investments into the future. So it took quite some time to basically grow the roots of the company. <laughs> But uh, thanks to that, we, so we have very strong roots now and uh, we can grow a very large tree. And since mm -hmm. I think, Four years, more or less, we're really in the scaling phase and a growth phase where, um, yeah, we, yeah, have a lot of users. Uh, I think almost more than 15 million monthly active users now, um, and a lot of growth during the last years. So we we're in this mm -hmm. in the scaling phase, um, but the first years was a bit more difficult. Mm -hmm. Okay, w what is your main KPI, by the way? Is it like? trees planted is that the the the, the biggest metric you're you're uh, aiming for Or yes indeed so um so we have i think 130 million uh, trees now and adding one wow. tree every second um and that is that is what uh, everybody at ecosia is um basically coming to the office for uh, that's also mm -hmm. what i'm um waking up for in the in the morning of course to achieve this number there uh, there are then other metrics that feed into that so we need We need a lot of users. We need to have a good search engine that generates revenue. We, um, yeah, we need to do successful marketing. So all of those numbers feed into um, into the tree number. But ultimately, yes, it's uh, Ecosia is about planting as many trees as possible. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. And while many startups are aiming for an exit at some point, uh, this option is no longer on the table for you guys, because if I read it correctly, at some point you gave up your shares and turned Ecosia into a steward-owned company. Can you talk about, a bit, about that a bit, how that works and what the rationale uh, was behind it? Yeah, so for me, I think from the beginning onwards, it was clear that I was doing this projects um, or yeah I didn't know that it would be <laughs> a life mission but at least in the beginning it was clear for me that I'm doing this not for my own benefit but basically just for solving climate change and bringing giving people who don't have the same opportunities as I do more opportunities and um, 
that's why I said from the beginning onwards, um, I will never sell the company and I will never take a an unfair amount of money out of the company. It might be that I can earn a fair salary with, uh, with my job, but uh, on top of that, I didn't want to benefit from doing that. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, in the beginning, that was basically, it was easy to make a promise that was easy to make because we didn't make any revenue. So you can, mm -hmm. um, you can just say that. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's basically a, a very simple promise. Um, but then after, I think, a few years, when we started getting bigger and bigger, this, a lot of people kept kind of reminding me that this promise is actually nothing but a promise and uh, mm -hmm. that they would prefer to have something that is actually more legally binding and also irreversible because there are a lot of companies that say um, we are doing this just for the purpose and it's only about the purpose. But then a few year years later, then they basically sell off to, uh, I don't know, big corporates. So mm -hmm. that's often happening and I didn't want this to happen to Ecosia. Um, so that's why we started looking into options, what we can do to basically make sure that we can never be sold. And it's also uh, not possible to take any profits out of the company. So mm -hmm. we found this solution together with the Purpose Foundation that they basically now, we gave most of the shares that we own, we gave to the foundation. They are now holding the shares, making sure that mm -hmm. uh, they can never be sold and also make sure that, making sure that we can't extract any profits. And they're also making sure that no external company could ever take over control over over Ecosia. So even if tomorrow Google, Microsoft or Apple or whoever, if they came and put a billion dollars on the table, then I wouldn't even be able to, like legally, it would be impossible to accept that. And I think that's very important because in the end, it's our users planting the trees. In the end, it's our users who are helping us to be what we are. Um, without them, mm -hmm. we would be nothing. And in the end, we're also not doing this for ourselves, but for our planet. So it just doesn't make sense that, uh, yeah. So I think Ecosia is more like a, if you compare it to a traditional company, I would say we are more like a movement, not really a company. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't be possible to sell a movement or to um, even take profits out of a movement. For me, that, that doesn't mm -hmm. make sense. And that's mm -hmm. why we, we went this direction. Um, for me personally, that meant uh, not having a big exit and not being able to buy a fancy yacht like uh, mm -hmm. Google's founders did. <laughs> but that feels totally fine. For me, there's, uh, yeah, being rich never was, uh, was a big motivator for me. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Cool. So you just mentioned uh, Microsoft and Google. Um, what's your perspective um, um, from, from Ecosia's standpoint? Um, do you see them as competitors or as partners? Um, what's, what's your relationship uh, with those bigger search engines? Um, yeah, so of course, they're both competitors. If you look at the market share, the search market share in, in Germany and many other countries, uh, Google has 95% or in some countries even more than 95% market share. And that's a big problem. <laughs> um, so yeah, Google is definitely our biggest competitor. And we are, uh, to some extent, Microsoft is also a competitor, but we're also with Microsoft, we're also kind of working together on the algorithm. So we're also mm -hmm. partnering with Microsoft. But in the end, we are all fighting for market share. <laughs> and mm -hmm. um, that means in the end, we're, we're competitors. 
The big problem, though, is that Google has an unfair advantage because they control like the biggest part of the internet. So mm -hmm. they control Android, they control Chrome, uh, and many other entry points to the web. They they mm -hmm. own and control, mm -hmm. and that means on all of those entry points, Google is basically always set as the default, which means it's really easy for Google to defend their their monopolistic position. And that makes it difficult, even for Microsoft, it makes it difficult to actually gain market share. And mm -hmm. that's why, so I would say um, it's not only David against Goliath, but also kind of, yeah, David has his arms tied up or something like that. So it's mm -hmm. even, even less uh, or more unfair than, than just a normal David against Goliath battle. Mm -hmm. um, but we are in general, we are like still we would also be open to partnering with google for example if if they if they would offer us access to their technology so we are a very partnership driven organization we don't have to own everything we're happy to collaborate with others mm -hmm. um and yeah if if google at some point should be available for a partnership then we might um we might consider um adding mm -hmm. them into our search results as well Mm-hmm. Okay. And as a search engine for good, uh, what is your take on data privacy and personalized search experiences? Uh, and what do you differently there compared to Google? Yeah, so what many people don't realize, uh, because we're planting trees, many people don't realize that we're also really strong on privacy. So actually, if you compare us to other privacy-focused search engines, there's almost no difference. Like we're really, really strong on privacy. And we're much, much better when it comes to, um, to privacy than, than Google or, or even Bing. So we're not mm -hmm. tracking uh, our user searches. We're not creating those personalized profiles. We're not sharing the search history with uh, advertisers or anything like that. So, yeah, we, we are much, much better than, than Google. But uh, sometimes people don't see that because it's, people think it's only about planting trees. But for me personally, this topic is, yeah, privacy is really, is really important. Also for many of Ecosia's employees, um, it's very important. And that's why we decided, even though we could maybe make a bit more money being less privacy friendly, um, mm -hmm. we still decided to go uh, the privacy route um, because we think it's the right thing to do in the end. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and soon in the future, there will be this uh, third party cookie um, uh, changes uh, regarding uh, advertising on the internet. Um, to be honest, I haven't figured out entirely myself yet what, what will be the impact. And um, uh, but, but I don't know, like, do you think this will have a, um, an impact on your business and uh, the, the advertising revenues that you are generating? Or um, do you think it's more um, um, affecting uh, companies who are doing a lot of retargeting and these kind of things? Yeah, I think in our case, it, it won't have such a big impact on our revenue. Um, it might make marketing for us a little bit more difficult because we're also doing marketing to acquire users, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but it's for us, it's not a big not a big topic however for me this shows kind of the, the power imbalance that we have mm -hmm. in uh yeah in with kind of digital companies that uh a few camp companies can basically just decide whatever they want to do and then everybody else has to follow mm -hmm. and of course especially google in a, in a no cookie ecosystem uh, google still gets all the information they need uh, to do whatever advertisement they want and for mm -hmm. apple that's kind of similar if they if they have their um 
their own ecosystem. So, and all the small companies, they are, they are then uh, losing out, even though they are actually much more privacy friendly than, or usually much more privacy friendly than everybody else, but they are losing out on all this information. So it's basically making the, or strengthening the competitive position even more. And mm -hmm. that I think is not that nice. So mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. So Ecosia is also financially very transparent and you guys are publishing your monthly financial report. Um, what inspired you to make this decision to go that transparent and uh, has the feedback always been positive or did that transparency also lead to some problems um, in the past? Yeah, for us, I mean, in the end, people use Ecosia because they trust us that we're planting trees. And I think trust has to be earned. So we need to um, we need to be very transparent. So in, I think in general, we're a very transparent company. There's almost like nothing, no information that we don't share publicly. Um, but I think this is really a need for users as well. So they want to see that we're actually planting trees. There was a lot of skepticism, especially in the beginning. People thought, oh, yeah, okay, you're just saying that you're planting trees, but in the end, uh, uh, you're just putting the money into your own pockets. Um, mm -hmm. So that kind of skepticism we basically had to had to overcome, and that's why we uh, that's why we decided to publish our our financial reports. The benefit of the doing that is also that we get a lot of questions around some of the some of the spendings that we're doing. Like people mm -hmm. ask, why did you spend so much on marketing? And then we can explain that. We are only spending money on marketing if we can, if it helps us to plant even more trees. So if it's basically mm -hmm. uh, an investment that makes sense, or uh, yeah, people can say which organizations we're giving money to, and then they can read up more about um, those tree planting organizations. If they're skeptical about us really giving money, they could even call those organizations. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that also happened, especially with journalists, then really following up and and checking if if those numbers and claims are actually correct mm -hmm. and. Yeah, for me, that, that kind of transparency really, um, for me, um, as a user, would really give me the trust that I need that uh, Ecosia is actually doing what, what it says it's doing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and you can also see from those financial reports kind of the growth um, of Ecosia in terms of revenue and also in terms of um, trees planted. Um, What are your growth goals um, for the next um, few uh, years? And uh, what are the main drivers of growth? Um, like you mentioned marketing. Um, is that like the, is paid marketing like a big channel for you guys or is it more, mostly organic? So, so what is your um, take on growth and how to achieve growth? Yeah, so, I mean, we have to grow a lot because the problem that we're trying to solve is very, very big. Um, mm -hmm. So basically, if we want to solve climate climate change, then um, one very, very important piece of that is that we need to plant around one trillion trees in the next two decades. Uh, one wow. trillion is a uh, thousand billion, so um, <laughs> a lot. And um, That, um, yeah, that means, um, I mean, we can't plant all of those trees, but I think a few billion trees we can probably do, maybe even mm -hmm. a few tens of or potentially hundreds of billions if we are really successful. And for me, that kind of sets the target. So if we were as big as Google, then we could plant uh, yeah, tens of billions of trees every year, and that would have a massive positive impact on our planet. And that's why I eventually, so yeah, I want, currently we have around 1% um, search market share in the countries that we are active in. Um, mm -hmm. And some a little bit more and some a little bit less. 
And that means that we are the biggest uh, European-based search engine, which is <laughs> which is mm-hmm. a little bit sad. Um, um, mm-hmm. But uh, there's there's still a lot of room to grow for us. Um, so, mm-hmm. and um, I think there's also the need for for us to grow because there's not enough tree planting being done um, at mm-hmm. the moment, and we are one of the few organizations that actually know how to do that well at scale. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's why uh, I think our planet or our civilization has a better chance of survival if Ecosia is really successful. And I would love us to be, uh, yeah, to be maybe at some point be as big as Google. Why not? Um, there, mm-hmm. why not? We can we can dream. Um, mm-hmm. And if we achieve that, then we can really have a meaningful impact on the planet. And also, one of our goals is also that we want to help people make greener choices. So we would not only plant a lot of trees, but also prevent some CO2 emissions. So let's say if you want to book, um, let's say you type in that that you want to book a flight from Berlin to Munich or something like that mm-hmm. on Ecosia, and then we could tell you how much CO2 emissions that would cause if you would take the train, uh, or if mm-hmm. you would take the plane, and how much you could save if you would take the train instead. So those kind of little nudges we -hmm. could uh, or little pieces of information we could share so that people then can make the decision um, and yeah maybe some of them will behave in a more climate climate friendly way so Mm -hmm. that's also something we want to we want to do and build Mm -hmm. awesome so uh, venture capital is no option in order to fuel your company's growth Um, but um, have you guys um, considered like um, Uh, getting more environmental um, organizations and initiatives on board to maybe kind of contribute monetarily um, to the project? Is, is that something that you guys are doing? Or would that be against um, uh, against your goals or plans? No, we actually, a few weeks ago, we started a service that especially companies can now plant trees with us. And theoretically, mm-hmm. governments could also use that service and also plant some trees. Um, so the idea, I mean, isn't that we want to make more money. The idea is that we mm-hmm. want to funnel more money into good tree planting projects because there are also mm-hmm. a lot of not so good tree planting projects. And we have, mm-hmm. we're working with 60 different projects. We've a lot of, we have a lot of experience now picking good projects and then um, kind of scaling those projects. Mm-hmm. And we, by offering this service, we basically wanted to make sure that that we raise the bar for tree planting so that really more mm-hmm. of the good tree planting projects get the money. And this is going pretty well so far. So we have uh, a few companies who are already putting some money into that. Um, mm-hmm. So there's no reason why that shouldn't be even bigger. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, eventually I think every every um, company or every nation should give around five to 10% of their annual uh, revenues for maybe not only tree planting, but for regeneration. So for regenerating our ecosystems, I think that mm-hmm. in times of climate change, that's a very reasonable thing to do because the, the returns that you're getting for those kind of investments uh, are very, very high. So mm-hmm. uh, you're basically preventing climate change by doing that. And that's a big win. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, climate change is a big um, topic, um, a big problem to work on um, but we all were facing recently another um, new problem which COVID-19 right so I was curious how did the pandemic affect um, Ecosia um, as, a, as a team as a company uh, and also as a business 
I think we did pretty well. So um, on the revenue side, we actually had a big drop because uh, a lot of our um, advertisers are yeah, in the travel industry. So mostly hotels, for example, and then also other advertisers suddenly pulled their budgets and our, our mm -hmm. revenue dropped by, I think, more than 40%. And that was a little bit scary. Wow. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, but I think as in, so fortunately now we're back on, on the normal level. So it didn't, uh, it didn't hurt us too much. Um, but uh, as an organization, I think we did very, very well. So we already, before COVID, we had, um, two days in the week that we had remote days so people could work from, from home, home during those days anyhow. And mm -hmm. that means that we had all the processes and practices in place to work remotely. And then it was basically remote days turned into remote weeks and then remote months. <laughs> um, but it still was, I mean, it, it worked okay, but now it's also nice to see some of the people back in the office to have that personal mm -hmm. connection. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, talking about the Ecosia team, uh, how many people are you right now? And um, are, are you mostly um, people from Berlin, Germany, or how diverse is the team? I think we're around 90 people now. Um, most of them are living in Berlin, I would say um, 80% of them. But actually, uh, if you look at the the nationalities, I think we're people from over 30 different countries. And wow. uh, okay. I think less than... 20, 25% of, of the employees are actually German. So um, I would say it's a very international team. Um, and that, so I, I don't think that Ecosia really is a Berlin company or German company. So I think it's a, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a global company. Um, and yeah, we're also making big efforts uh, to bring diversity in, in, yeah, in all areas of, of, uh, of Ecosia, that means, of course, our internal team, but then also we have thousands of people working on our tree planting projects. So there, there, there it's also really important that we, um, yeah, that we look at not only human rights, but also uh, diversity criteria and make sure that, um, yeah, that we are a good, a, a good player in the system, basically. Mm -hmm. Okay. And for everyone listening who would uh, who dreams about joining Ecosia and you become part of the team, uh, in which areas are you currently uh, most actively hiring and uh, what kind of people are you looking for? Uh, yeah, so we have a hiring page, of course. Um, I think most of the jobs that we have listed are technology-related uh, jobs, so engineering roles. Um, and But you can also, like we have sometimes tree planting offices <laughs> or mm -hmm. uh, also in the area of marketing, we have a few roles open. open. Um, it's really, uh, yeah, the, many different um, many different roles. So I would say just mm -hmm. check out our, our jobs page and then uh, hopefully you'll find something. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much, Christian, for your time. And that was it. Um, it was a pleasure talking to you and congratulations on the success so far with Ecosia. Thank you very much for having me. Awesome. Cool.